Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today is February 17th, 2020, but I am recording it on February 14th, 2020, which of course is Valentine's Day. Now, for today's poem, I took a kind of tongue-in-cheek <laughs> approach, and I read Edgar Allan Poe's weepy, sad, tragic ballad, as he called it, Annabelle Lee, which of course is about a young love that ends tragically. So I'm going to read a little bit more of an earnest poem today in recognition of Valentine's Day, although it also comes from a story that ends in a, that is young love that ends tragically. And that is from Romeo and Juliet. This is a selection from Act One, Scene Five. And in Act One, Scene Five, Romeo has just seen Juliet, but Juliet's kinsman Tybalt decides that because Romeo is from the other family that he wants to do him some harm. Capulet, meanwhile, tells him not to do that. And Romeo then approaches Juliet, and they have the, the uh, interaction that I'm going to read here. There are 15 lines in what I'm going to say. The first four are Romeo's, then the next four are Juliet's, then one of Romeo, then one of Juliet, then two of Romeo, then one of Juliet, then two of Romeo. So there's a bit of a back and forth in those 15 lines, and I'll talk about that in a second. But this is how it goes. Again, this is from Act 1, Scene 5, from Romeo and Juliet by William Shakespeare. Romeo. If I profane with my unworthiest hand this holy shrine, the gentle sin is this. My lips, two blushing pilgrims, ready stand to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss. Juliet. Good pilgrim, you do wrong your hand too much, which mannerly devotion shows in this. For saints have hands that pilgrims' hands do touch, and palm to palm is holy palmer's kiss. Romeo. Have not saints' lips and holy palmer's too? Juliet. I, pilgrim, lips that they must use in prayer. Romeo. Oh, then, dear saint, let lips do what hands do. They pray, grant thou, lest faith turn to despair. Juliet, saints do not move, though grant for prayer's sake. Romeo, then move not, while my prayer's effect I take. Thus from my lips, by thine my sin is purged. And then we get the stage direction, kissing her. One of Shakespeare's, you know, few stage directions. So this is obviously a pretty famous selection, pretty famous conversation, Romeo's lines in particular, um, about uh, my lips, two blushing pilgrims ready stand to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss are quite popular. I was thinking about how one of the things that you'll find online is, say on Sparknotes, you'll have the text on the left be the original, what I just read, the original text from the play. And then on the right, you'll find a modernized version of that text to help contemporary students better understand what's going on. And I, generally speaking, I was going to say despise, but that might be too strong of a word. I, generally speaking, do not like when students read the contemporary text because it takes out the fun and the work of um, trying to uh, decode and, 
and spend some time with Shakespeare's language, with Shakespeare's uh, verse, with just kind of spending time with it is how you learn what's going on. And when we have what I'll, for the sake of this conversation, call the crutch of the modern text next to it, then you diminish the value of spending time with it, at least to some extent. But one of the other reasons I don't like it is because here, the language that, that these two people are using, these two characters, Romeo and Juliet, are using is such a puzzle, and not just to confuse the, the reader, and not simply just because the characters are flirting with one another. You know, the, the, the complicated nature of the, the sort of interwoven uh, nature of the language amounts to sort of linguistic flirting between the two. The metaphors themselves are flirting, you know, are the, are the flirting. But also the way each line sort of wraps itself around the other lines and the way the metaphors they're using bounce off of each other sort of mirror the nature of falling in love with somebody. One of the complaints that people have with Shakespeare's plays, especially his comedies, and in particular, this particular play, is the way that it seems like characters fall in love with one another so quickly. Of course, Shakespeare doesn't have the time in a stage play that even a movie does to um, allow the characters to get to know each other. He has to use a finite amount of time, and he has to find ways to suspend our disbelief as an audience. And one of the ways that he does that is by using the language to mirror the function of time. And so whereas it might take someone more time in real life to fall in love, albeit even with the existence of, of you know, falling in love with someone at first glance, you know, even if we assume that that's that's true and, and real. Even so, we, he has to find ways to suspend our disbelief. And here, one of the ways he does that is by allowing the language to, to interact, the lines, the images, the ideas, to, to bounce off of one another, to intertwine with one another. And by doing that, Shakespeare allows the process of falling in love to happen over the course of these 15 lines. At least the beginning of that process happens. And I think that when we strip away the elements that can seem confusing, that can seem like a puzzle, we strip away both the profundity of what he's saying about the nature of love and the nature of falling in love, and we also strip away the dramatic tension that he creates in order to suspend our disbelief. So, you know, I understand why something like Sparknotes does that, and I see the necessity of it to some degree, but I think that the dramatic impact of it is stripped away. It's obviously, I, th- I think we all agree that the poetic impact of it is stripped away by, by the nature of doing it. We're stripping away the poetic impact. But we're also stripping away the dramatic impact of what Shakespeare was managing to do here through the poetic uh, nature of the lines themselves. So I just wanted to get on a little soapbox about that since uh, I have a podcast to do so for three or four or five minutes or whatever. But here once more is this conversation from Act 1, Scene 5 of Romeo and Juliet. Romeo, if I profane with my unworthiest hand this holy shrine, the gentle sin is this. My lips, two blushing pilgrims, ready stand to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss. Juliet, good pilgrim, you do wrong your hand too much, which mannerly devotion shows in this. For saints have hands that pilgrims' hands do touch, and palm to palm is holy palmer's kiss. Romeo. Have not saints' lips and holy palmer's too? Juliet. Aye, pilgrim, lips that they must use in prayer. 
Romeo. Oh, then, dear saint, let lips do what hands do. They pray. Grant thou, lest faith turn to despair. Juliet. Saints do not move, though grant for prayer's sake. Romeo. Then move not while my prayer's effect I take. Thus from my lips, by thine, my sin is purged. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back on Tuesday with another poem for you.